The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house for I have five brothers, so that he might warn them lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Can't tell if the microphone's working. It's not working. It just cut out. Okay. I get to use my military voice then. All right. Today our Lord says, if someone from the dead, or they will not, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. In other words, he's communicating to the people listening to this story that you already have everything you need. You already have everything you need. And, 
And it's this sort of parable of this rich man who doesn't really notice the people around him. He sort of has all the material things that he needs. He walks by Lazarus every single day. And at the end of his life, he enters into this life of torment. And like, as he enters into this life of torment, he realizes his faults. And he begs that Lazarus be sent to his brothers in order to prevent them from having the same results. And the response is, they already have what they need. If they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they're not going to listen even to someone who raises from the dead. And I was reflecting on how sometimes we can fall into this sort of normalcy in our faith practice and and not really consider what's happening every single day or not really consider what's happening every time we come to Mass? Do we, do we approach our Lord in the Eucharist every single time we come to Mass as if it's the same Jesus, the same person who walked the earth 2,000 years ago, who suffered and died and was buried and rose again from the dead so that we could have life? Do we approach him with that kind of wonder? Or is Sunday coming up and we think to ourselves, uh, I got to figure out when I can get to mass so I can make sure I see the game. I fall into that. Yesterday I texted Father Johnson and Father Eckridge, which mass can I take tomorrow? And they said, you can take the noon. And then I was like, ah, oh, the lions are on at noon. And then I have to surrender that. Right? We all can fall into that. You know, we all can fall into that. And sometimes we can fall into waiting around for our Lord to show up and do something amazing. Like, when is our Lord going to show up and do something amazing? Sort of the heavens will be open and he'll reveal himself to me. And then I'll know everything is true. You know, then I'll know everything is true. And our Lord says to us, we have everything we need. That as we read sacred scripture, we come to encounter the living God in a very real way. As we approach our Lord in the Eucharist, there's an opportunity to encounter the living God in a really real way. In a way that moves our hearts, in a way that transforms our way of living. And what our Lord's calling us to is is to surrender to the message that he has revealed to us in Scripture to surrender to the friendship he offers us in our prayer life, to surrender to his real presence as we receive him in the Eucharist or as we encounter him in Eucharistic adoration.
to come to believe that he's a real person who enters into our life and has the capacity to transform it. You know, later on, we'll have a couple of our seminarians come and talk to us about how our Lord is transforming their lives. And it always sort of makes me reflect on my own vocation story and how my own vocation story has transformed over the years. Now, I remember when I was a kid and, uh, and I first thought about being a priest, and it was mostly because like, I had this desire in my heart to meet my mother who was in heaven. And I'd known my mother died when I was two, and, and I remember being about seven and thinking to myself, you know, I really want to meet my mother. I want to know what it would be like to be around her, to sit next to her at the dinner table, and and I really want to meet her. And so, so I know she's in heaven, so I have to get to heaven. Ugh. So I guess I'll become a priest, because all priests go to heaven. <laughs> that was sort of one phase. And then I remember being a little bit older and my father talking to me after mass one day about how eventually there's not going to be enough priests because not enough guys are going to the seminary. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I guess if nobody else will do it, I'll do it. (laughs) And then in high school, like, feeling like our Lord was calling me to be a priest. And then there was this period of time of sort of running away from God. And ending up in a place where the only thing I could do was run back towards him. And in many ways, I went to the seminary looking for our Lord to do something really big. Like, as soon as I walk in the doors of the seminary, the sky will open and this light will shine down and say, now you're where you're supposed to be. And that day didn't really happen like that. And I often talk about this when I give talks, that at a certain point when I was in Rome, and I was struggling a lot with where I was, and I felt like I was going through the motions most of the time, and I remember I was out jogging by St. Peter's, and, and I said out loud for the first time in my entire life, I want to be a priest. And I was already ordained for like seven years. Because there's a difference between, I think God wants me to be a priest, which is kind of more passive. Or I want to do whatever God wants me to do, which kind of leaves this opening so that I could be wrong someday. I could kind of look back and say, oh my gosh, I was really immature. I went for the wrong reasons. And saying, I want to be a priest every single day I want to be a priest every single day means I desire the thing that God desires for me. Like I believe he's a real person who entered into my life and has done amazing things for me in small ways. And now I want to surrender my life to him.
and our stories change over time. And now I always say, like, I have a story about why I became a priest, and then I have a story about why I'm still a priest. But for all of us in our Christian lives, there's a story about why we're Catholic, and there's a story why we're still, still Catholic. There's a story about why I attend Mass on Sunday, and there's a story about why I'm attending Mass on Sunday today. And there's a calling that all of us have to say every single day, I want to be a Catholic Christian. And what would our world look like if we lived every single day as if we wanted to be a Catholic Christian? Would it look different? Would our families look different? Would our friendships look different? Would our workplaces look different? If we're willing to surrender our life in that way, it will in fact transform the world and all things will be made new. That's what our Lord has promised us. And our Lord continues to say to us, you have everything you need. But what he invites us to is to surrender our entire heart to that. To desire that with all our heart. To spend each day living our lives because we want to be a Catholic Christian. We don't have to wait around for him to do something amazing because the most amazing thing that happens in our world is when our Lord makes himself present for us on the altar in the Eucharist and he enters into our lives and he enters into our bodies and he gives himself to us every single time we attend Mass as if for the first time. And so today, let us pray that that we truly have the grace to surrender our whole hearts to our Lord. to surrender our desires to him and to live every day as witnesses to the amazing things that he has done in his passion, his death, his resurrection. The amazing things that he's done as he's transformed our hearts, our families, and our world.